0: Hey you, welcome to or welcome back to Keisha's House, Motivation and Inspiration. I'm Keisha and as always, I'm so glad you stopped by. Now, if you're new here, I'd like to take a moment to share what we do. Every week we reflect on the past week's quote and we grade the week. Then we focus on this week's quote and we use it for motivation and inspiration to set a plan for the week ahead. And in the end, although this week is different, we usually focus on a few highlights from the book of the month. So let's jump right in. Last week's quote was from David Goggins, and it goes as follows. The most important conversations you'll ever have are the ones you'll have with yourself. The most important conversations you'll ever have are the ones you'll have with yourself. What I really liked about this quote is that, well, it's practical and it's true. It's practical and it's true. We are with ourselves all the time. And I think, it. yeah, it's a little funny to think of it that way, but it's true. We are having a constant conversation with ourselves all the time. all the time. You wake up in the morning, the alarm's going off. You have that conversation. Am I gonna hit snooze? Or am I gonna get up? I don't want to get up. Oh, but I need to get up. Does those conversations sound familiar? It's time to have breakfast. Am I having coffee today? or am I going to have to actually make some breakfast? Do I have time to make breakfast, or do I got to run out the door? By the time we wake up and the time we go back to bed, there are so many conversations that we're having with ourselves about what we're going to do next all day long. It's nonstop. But yet, we don't always think of it that way. So what are we doing in those conversations with ourselves? Are we motivating ourselves? Are we staying positive? Or are we being negative and finding ourselves in a negativity bias? You know those days when you wake up and let's say just the alarm felt like it just went off hours earlier than it normally does. And you're getting up and your coffee doesn't taste right and your day's just going a little slow and you need to rush out the door and you're not on time and then you get to where you need to go. But now that you've hit every red light and we get in the negativity bias because everything that we're seeing, we're thinking it's against us. We're thinking it's negative where maybe it could be like, hmm, you know. The coffee tastes a little different today. I wonder what else I could do to zhuzh it up a bit. Or maybe, uh, yeah, I did hit every single light on my way to work, but maybe there's a reason for it. Maybe I shouldn't be in a certain intersection at a certain time. Has it ever happened? Where you're running late and you just can't figure out why, and you get on your path to wherever you're going, and then you see that there was an accident. That happens to me all the time. And sometimes I wonder if I was able to leave on time, where would I have been when this accident occurred? So we can take everything and say, you know what? It's happened. We set it behind us and we move forward and we don't dwell on it. Or we can pull ourselves into that downward spiral And we can be negative, and we can be frustrated, and we can bring all of the frustration in different situations throughout our day home with us. And then it starts to compound. So in those conversations with yourself, what are you saying? So this past week, it was a nice reminder Honestly, to be more aware of those conversations. Because as I mentioned, we're having those conversations all day long. But do you ever think of it that way? We don't. So being more aware, having more awareness, helps you to catch yourself when you are thinking negatively. So you can make some course correction. So at the beginning of last week, quick story, it was hectic, and I don't know why, (laughs) I just don't know why, it was supposed to be one of those weeks that was nice and calm, but it was busy, it was busy. We had projects coming up that are happening this week that we had to prep. There were all these small details that I needed to catch. I was being thrown questions that I had no idea what the answers were. And everything just felt so busy. And I found myself where I could get frustrated when I got home and just sat on the couch. But I realized that I had to have these conversations with myself that said, nope there was a lot going on today, we're gonna go take a walk. We're just gonna put some music in the ears and we're just gonna go walk for like an hour, an hour and a half, and come back home and just be refreshed. So I didn't wanna bring any of that frustration or just that busyness into my home. I kept my home peaceful, but I had to be aware had to be aware but then on the other hand when I'm having a big project come up well now there's that different shift I find myself on my laptop a lot more for work because I want all the details to be done just right but I have to make a compromise am I present at home Or am I on my laptop? And that compromise isn't always easy. You see, we have those internal conversations, but there's something that we have to be aware of. The internal conversations we're having with ourselves, no one around us knows what they are. And I think that's the key. No one around us knows what those internal conversations are. So what does that mean? We think we found all of the logic for the behavior that we're having. I'm on my laptop for work. And yes, it's been a couple of hours, but I'm on my laptop for work and I've justified it in my head. But my family does not know all the details behind why I'm choosing to be on my laptop. So what does that mean? That means this week not only was I aware of the conversations that I was having with myself, but I had to be aware of the lack of conversation I was having with those around me. Do you ever think that of course I told you that detail? We talked about this. Now, did you really talk about it with that person, or did you talk about it with yourself? And you thought about telling them. It's interesting. It's interesting. And it's one of those lessons. And yes, I'm calling this a lesson, not just a quote. It's a lesson. To not only be more aware of the conversations that I'm having with myself, but to be more aware of the lack of conversations I'm having with others. And being clear, but recognizing that oftentimes not sharing with those around me can cause frustration. It can cause frustration. So it's telling me that I have to be more vocal about the conversations that I'm having with myself so that those around me are more aware. It's interesting. And again, like I said, I love this quote because it's practical and it's true. So if you had to grade your last week, what grade would you give yourself? I'm gonna give myself I'm just gonna hang out with the B's. I'm gonna give myself a B. Mainly because I wish earlier in the week I caught on to the lack of conversations I was having. But the beauty of this is that, well, this grade is yours. It's your rubric. You could decide if you're getting an A, a B, or a C. We get nothing lower than a C because we don't fail at life. Life gets hard. Yes, it gets challenging. Yes, it can be frustrating. Yes, but we don't fail at it. We don't fail at it. We make adjustments. We tweak a few things here and there. And we press forward. Because, well, last week is now behind us and we are in a new week. So this week's quote, It doesn't have an author that I could find. But again, I think it's in that practical range once more, so let's see what you think. This week's quote is as follows. Stay true to yourself and never let anyone rob you of yourself. Stay true to yourself and never let anyone rob you of yourself. So maybe you can relate to this a bit. I truly believe we all go through different stages. And if you want to challenge this, I recommend going back to, if you use social media, go back to your social media and just look at your photos. And if you don't use social media, go to your phone photo gallery. And just start flipping through the years. The way you look might have changed. Maybe the way you're wearing your hair now. How you dress has changed. Maybe your physical physique has changed. There are seasons. There may be a season where you're really into black nail polish. (laughs) And maybe you had a season where it was a pretty preppy attire that you wore. We're in these different seasons all the time. So if you met some folks that I would work with or hung out with, I would say about four to five years ago, they would tell you that my signature thing were my nails. My nails were always, always done. To the point... That my oldest son even knew my nail color. So if he had to go to the nail salon with me, he would tell them, oh, she wears bubble bath. My son knew. He knew the brand. He knew the name. Bubble bath. And sometimes alter ego. (laughs) But those are the two brands. Those are the two I always wore. Always wore them. And my nails were long. And they were pointy. Or rounded, but mostly pointy. As pointy as I could get away with my job allowing me to do. But then, if you spoke to some people who knew me for the last two years, they'd say, Oh, her nails are never done. Because we're in these different seasons. There's times when certain things are just more important to us than others. But then, on the other hand, there's times that we just lose ourselves. We lose ourselves. I see it often, and I've been there. I'm in there. I've been there with you. As a parent, you lose yourself a little bit. You may have been at the gym all the time. Well, now that you're a parent, you don't want to always leave the house. You want to hang out with that little guy or gal. You enjoy watching them just Learn new things. You enjoy listening to their laugh. And there's all these milestones in the beginning. First is just watching them grow. Then they're learning to roll over. Oh my goodness, are they crawling? Oh, they're trying to take their first steps. Now it's trying to ride a bike. And so on and so on and so on. Then we get ourselves... In all these different activities. Are we helping out at the school? Are they now into sports or some type of an activity? It can go on and on. I can use almost any scenario. And we can just lose ourselves. Or let's say you start with a new company. And you know what? The attire is a little different. So you start to change your wardrobe. You notice people tend to wear their hair a certain way, so you start to wear your hair that way as well. You know, interestingly enough, this is a funny story, I'm from New York originally, and I moved to Tennessee. Now, business casual in New York is basically still a full suit. It may not be a business suit or a power suit. But it's probably most likely a suit, but it's a blazer, and you're kinda of taking a really nice pant and a blazer and you're just putting it all together, all right? Business casual. But most likely, it's definitely like a nice blouse for a woman at minimum. It's a nice blouse, nice pants, heels, with in accessorized, all right? Uh, in Tennessee, I quickly realized business casual is a pair of jeans, and a very nice blouse (laughs) and I remember my first conference I went to and I was like whoa I'm overdressed what is happening because I walked in there in New York and after time had passed I noticed well I started dressing like everyone in Tennessee cute heels jeans nice blouse let's go maybe a blazer So ironically, for work, I get sent to a conference in Texas. And with my industry, I show up in business casual. No, no, no. I showed up in Tennessee business casual. I didn't show up in my industry business casual. And I felt very out of place. I felt very out of place. We can lose ourselves because between New York, business casual, and Tennessee, business casual, which one was truly me? And yes, I definitely think you can make the argument that, well, they were both me, just in different seasons. However, looking back at it, the me was the New York business casual. That's me. I could wear a black dress any day with some cute shoes. I'm New York business casual. But Tennessee business casual got comfortable. And not saying that I'm not comfortable being New York business casual. But. I let my new environment. I think I can make that argument, rob me of myself. It's not always fun to feel like you stand out. I literally had people tell me when I first moved to the South, you're not from here, and I'm like, well, how do you know? They're like, oh, I could just tell by the way you dress. It doesn't mean I looked bad. But they could tell by the way I was dressed. Do you always want to stand out? Or sometimes do you want to just blend in? Do you make those decisions for yourself? Or are you subconsciously making them to fit in? I don't know. What do you think? I know I'm going to have to dive into this a little bit more this week. And that's why I like this quote as our quote of the week. Stay true to yourself and never let anyone rob you of yourself. I'm not saying you can't evolve. I'm not saying that you can't change. But is the core truly you? That is the task for this week. I'm looking forward to your answer. Till next week, be safe.